I did all sorts of crazy things. Like I got her walking on the beach in her, her new shoes, which she was ticked off. He never proposed. What I am not good at okay. is romance. In my head, I'm like, I've just told him some stuff I haven't told anyone, so um, it's, this is it. So excited to have you guys on. Thanks for joining. Today we have Penny and Glenn on the podcast. Um, they're pastors at the church that I go to, as well as life consultants. You do marriage counseling, all that good stuff. So excited to have you guys on. You have so much wisdom, so it's going to be fun. Um, so we can get right into it. We can just start with your backstory. So where were you at before you guys met? Like age, career, mindset? Um, I was about 19 when we met. Um, I, as you can tell, I come from England. I was born there. And so we, um, we met um, at a church there. I'd just come off a gospel outreach team. So that was a full-time gospel outreach team. So I've been doing that. Um, and you might want to it, explain what the gospel outreach oh, yeah, well, is for <laughs> people who don't know. Yeah, that. just full-time going out there and talking to people, encouraging people on the streets uh, of Liverpool. It was just it's a cool city. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was fun. So I come off that, and I was just starting to work at the church um, as an administrator, and so that's where we met. So, mm. yeah. Mm. And I was in Leeds at university. Uh, I just finished my undergraduate degree, um, and I was doing teacher training. So I was probably about 22, I guess. And uh, we happened to meet at our house, our guy's house. So yeah. it's like five guys living in this house, student's house. And one of my friends in the house was having his birthday party. And I came along. And, and I'm like, what is this weird guy? He's got an American <laughs> accent, and he's the only American I know, and he's weird, and he's very unfashionable. That's right. And I'm like, yeah, no. And that was that. Okay, first impressions. What about you, Glenn? What were you thinking? <sighs> okay, well, I was thinking, she's cute. She's lively. Oh, yeah. I, I like her. She's, uh, I like to get to know her a little bit more. She was very friendly, outgoing. She still is friendly and outgoing. And she, she, she just loved people. She was like to be you know, jolly and bouncing around and excitable and uh, all the things I wasn't. Mm. So it was kind of definitely a case of opposites attracting. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, for sure. I and you were guess. super brainy. Like, I mean, this guy is super brainy. He's a physicist, astrophysicist. And yet, I'm like, I'm not that. But yeah, so he was super brainy and super smart. So yeah, I kind of, yeah. I kind so, of did like that. But um, I was like, no, we're not ever compatible. So, so what, what did you think when I, because I can't remember. I mean, I remember asking you out to go play some squash or something. Yeah, we and, played, yeah, racquetball yeah. in America. It's racquetball. So what were you reckoning when I asked you that? I'm I like, you, yeah, that's like, he likes me. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't an, an uncommon event, was no, it? No, it wasn't. I'm afraid to say it was not. I was a bit of a serial data. But, um, yes. So I'm like, oh, yeah, he likes me. <laughs> That's nice. Were either of you in the state? Because 22 is kind of young. You were around that age, too, I was right? 19. Uh, yeah, young. Younger. So, yeah. like, were either of you in a state where you were like, I really want to be dating? Or were you kind of like whatever about dating or I know for me I I'd always wanted to get into a relationship so I my background is kind of weird and wonderful I was a bit of a loner growing up as a child you know when I I, I was born here in the states uh, I lived up in the countryside out in the middle of nowhere 50 miles away from school so I didn't have the nearest neighbor is a mile away so I grew up in a very kind of loner mm -hmm. child not by choice just not by, by choice just through circumstances yeah. And I kind of went through my life like that. So even when I was going to university, I was very much of a loner. 
Um, and I actually uh, became a Christian at university, and that's what kind of opened me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had always wanted to have a relationship. I always wanted to find somebody to love. Yeah. Um, so I was always kind of open to that, and uh, and and being you know looking out for somebody that I could be friends with and and start a relationship with. Just friends. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. oh, it's yeah. the core, right? That's right. Yeah. I do That's feel right. like because I did a study abroad program and I was young too. I was like seventeen, so I feel like in the back of your head you're always kind of like what if I'm like abroad and I meet someone and then that's the person it has to yeah. be in the back of your head Absolutely. like I don't think that's a crazy thing but what about you Penny were you looking today over dating um, well I had like I said before that I was a serial dater yeah and um yeah I think we have to take a step back in our yes yes, yes that's right so I had to uh, so I, I could it's called England. It's called pulling guys. I could pull them really well, oh. and then would date them for a little bit, and then I'm like, eh, now I'm going to move on to someone else. So I did a lot of that, and then I got engaged, and I went on this um, team, and we both knew I was going on the team. We were all good with that, and and then um, and I came off the team. He then finished with me, so that was a bit of a, a crash mm-hmm. um, in the whole thing because I thought I was going to get married to him. Right, that's and, huge. Yes, yeah, huge. Yeah, engaged, not engaged. What am I gonna do? And young, yes, and young. Yeah, I was very young, and I got engaged then at nineteen. And um, the 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 advice and the wisdom from the uh, from the pastors at the time was like, don't date right now. Mm-hmm. Please don't date. You just need some time out. And I'm like, yeah. okay. I would say the same. I feel like to a nineteen year old that yes. was just engaged. Yeah, I'd be like, chill out for a second. Chill out, exactly. Yeah. Sure. I think I so so desperately wanted to get married at the time. So yeah, so I was not looking for somebody. And um, although there were guys in the church who I don't know what it was, maybe it was just my um, bubbly personality. And you're I just, very vivacious. You're yeah. an attractive personality. I mean, yeah. you're, you, I think I was not fairly. Beautiful at the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, but just um, the full ten out of ten. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, No one will believe it now, but um, yes. So I, um, but I had some guys that liked me and whatnot, and one guy even proposed to me. But I was like, no, I don't want to go out with anyone. So I wasn't really looking, but then I was, you know, I was kind of half looking. But Glenn was not in my spectrum at all, Mm. at all. Okay. And we just became really good friends because I'm like. This right. isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. We're just great friends. Yeah. Because taking it off the table in your mind actually lets you be yourself. So yeah. it's your guards are kind of down. You can be fully yourself. And then you probably were like in love. Yeah. So my, <laughs> you know, I'd also come off a previous relationship okay. about, you know, a year or so earlier than that. In fact, there's a funny story to that because um, I was uh, kind of dating a girl at college at the last year of my, my uh, university. university degree. Um, and I really fell for her. We were, you know, we got on pretty well, but, um, she wanted to go off and do other things and she had a previous relationship with another guy and he was always in the background. So, um, that, that eventually, you know, we broke up, um, and I went into teacher training and she went off to Manchester and did some stuff. And then, um, curiously enough. Yeah. So then I go on the, the team, this outreach team, and we go for training at this place and as everybody's there from all the different cities and we're all training and um, I meet this girl and I go oh and she said yeah I've broken up from this guy I really you know I liked him I was so upset for him but it just wasn't right and she's really quite upset about the way it all broke up and everything and I'm like don't worry you know God's got somebody for him you know all the trite lines that you say and um, I'm saying God's got someone better for him little did I know I was actually talking to 
Yeah, the I dude. love it. Yeah, talking to yeah. that girl. That is a wild, yeah. wild. That's yeah. so wild. Yeah. So yeah, that so I that was that was quite heartbreaking for me. It was her decision to break up. So I, I was kind of you know a bit rocked and shocked, and, and so I was just kind of recovering from that a little bit and just kind of living my life. And uh, and then suddenly, lo and behold, this other girl comes along. It's like, mm-hmm. oh man, am I ready to start? To break my heart again, yeah. you know, it's like, am uh, I it's ready to scarier. start doing that? And but it's like, uh, you know what? Yeah, yeah. You don't if you don't tra- take a chance, nothing's gonna happen. So I gotta go for it. Yeah, and we have. I have. I was in a. By that's this time, I was in a house of um, five other girls in a house. Um, we had such a good time, big Victorian house, and then literally around the corner because in in. England, things are much more compact. So mm. and you're all in the city of Leeds. You're not far away from each other's public transport. But we were literally in walking distance of the other house where he was in, in a house of five guys. So mm. um, we did a lot of things together. There's a whole lot of students and mm. young adults. So we all did a whole lot of crazy stuff together. So yeah. we got to and know each other just, that way. It was just so... Well, I mean, it was definitely God. It was just so crazy how things happened because I was in this town of Leeds I was always there Penny wasn't she was in Liverpool and then when she got off the gospel outreach team she came to Leeds now I knew her two sisters before I knew her so I was in the church uh, where her two sisters were based that's where I was going and so that's kind of where we met Mm -hmm. um, because uh, the guy that was in our house he was having his birthday party and she just happened to be in town and he invited you along Mm-hmm. to the party and yeah. that's where we first met yeah. so there's so, all sorts of like weird coincidences layers. that kind of just everything just kind of slotted yeah. into place you know? yeah that's wild yeah. that seems to be how it always goes now uh, yeah, the more know, I hear these the that's more right. I that's right. find that but so how long were you friends before you got to like feelings developing uh, I think it was it wasn't it was about six months or something but I remember um for me, because he was definitely in, but I wasn't, and so, um, and I remember um, this one guy in the church really liked me a lot, and I was really confused about the whole thing, and um, so then I was like, oh, and so I went down south to see my parents, and when I came back on the train, I really felt, I, I don't, at that time particularly, I didn't often hear sort of very strong word from the Lord, but he said, you're going to see him as you, you're going to see him. Because I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. Who am I going to marry? All this stuff. I'm still young. But anyway, um, uh, so you'll see him as you walk through the door. So I was, at this point, I was living in a house with um, an elderly couple, beautiful couple. And it's a massive Victorian house, really big Victorian house. And she had other um, people in the church in rooms in that house. And um, I, little did I know, they were having a party when I got in. And as I opened the door, it's this big Victorian house, and I looked down the corner. I just opened the door. It was all happening. People were everywhere. Don't forget. Um, I opened the door, and there's, and I looked down this long corridor, and the only person that was standing there was Glenn. And he happened to be talking to somebody else, but you couldn't see somebody else. And, um, and it was just Glenn. And I was just like, oh, yeah. Even though he's totally unfashionable, <laughs> and he is was so thin, sort of gangly at the time, and not very, um, yeah, just not very put together outside. Um, I just knew that he was the sort of stable. He wasn't my normal guy that I would go for. Um, it's, I think find it so funny when I I hear women go, "Oh, this is the list of people I in the attributes, type. you know, my yeah. type." You know, I'm like, "Dude, don't restrict yourself, you know, because God's got something else." I had this whole sort of handsome, put together type that I've already been dating, and then I have this other guy who's quite nerdy and geeky, and but stable and steady and 
strong and doesn't get swayed by my kind of craziness at times. And yeah, and I just, and steadfast. And I just thought loyal. And those are the kind of attributes I want for life mm -hmm. rather than temporary. So that was mm -hmm. it. And then we started, you know, I was Wait. like, hey. Well, I think our first date was, I took you out to um, Robin Hood's Bay, Bay, which That's is a right. little quaint little English fishing village on the east coast of England mm -hmm. and we went out on a date one night and it takes, it takes a couple hours to drive over there and I did all sorts of crazy things like I got her walking on the beach in her, her new shoes which she was ticked off with yeah. her <laughs> shoes all messed up yeah. but it was but, it, it was a it was a landing thing because we just we had a good talk we, 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 really we talk. told each other some deep stuff and yeah and we were like well this in my head I'm like I've just told him some stuff I haven't told anyone so um this, this is it. It came easily, yes. kind of thing. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's it, wasn't it? We we were able to share our hearts easily, and 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 that's really where the friendship really developed. You know, it was it was over and above. Yes, I, I liked her. I, I yes. fancied her. Yes, but there was more than that. It was more uh, sharing of hearts. And I do think, you know, that's what we we try and counsel people in marriages is to be really good friends. Start that relationship off as good friends, because there's going to be times in marriage when your love kind of like. Hey, waning slightly or your you know or your like maybe is waning slightly more at the point um but if you have that friendship foundation it's just always going to be there mm. um and the sort of romance last whatever comes and goes during marriage uh, but you also have that just that deep companionship of of likeness so mm. yeah mm. so i'm really glad we had that mm. whereas i hadn't had that before when i was dating we just went straight into i like you you yeah. like me let's yeah. date yeah you know so. i'm trying i'm trying to remember how long because your original question was how long did we go out for i mean i can't really remember well i guess we officially started going out on july 4th right so right. you you'd come in like the spring of that year we started going out on july 4th yeah. We went out for about eight months before we got engaged. Wouldn't recommend it. Because, again, Penny's the counsel that Penny was getting, and I agreed with it, is that you know, we're both in relation, uh, coming off of relationships. we got to let things settle down and figure out, totally. are we really ready for this? Yeah. You know? Um, and so, yeah, we went through that eight-month period, and then eventually we got engaged. On and you say Day. you wouldn't recommend eight months as being too quick, too slow? What do you think? Um, eight months was... I think it's too quick for a young person that I was. So if I had a young person in front of me, I would uh, highly recommend they waited longer. Mm. Um, if it's someone slightly older, maybe they go quicker because they got they just know themselves a little better. But on the other hand, you can't um, measure something. I I've counselled people who are twenty one who are very mature. I was not very mature, but. Um, but they're very mature and know their stuff. There's other people who are 21 like, no, you maybe should wait a little bit longer, really get to know this person, really, really know that this is what you want to do. This is a rest of your life thing. This is not a thing that you just decide, oh, this feels good this year. Totally. And next year it doesn't. Yeah, or I'm just excited about this. So. Yes, or I want a wedding dress. Yes, that <laughs> means we have to get married. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it's funny because I think we had another couple, Jesse and Jessica, and they were about eight months too. I feel like until, I think they got engaged around eight months and they were older in life. I think they were, you know, late twenties or something mm -hmm. like that. And Jesse said the same thing. He was like, I think eight months is pretty quick. So, but it is funny cause they were older in life than you guys. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it is so per couple, mm -hmm. but, yes. yeah. um, and someone who's been married for as long as you are and counseled so many people through marriage, you're probably like, just date just do the dating thing there's no rush yeah. to get anywhere yeah totally. right. yeah i mean there's the whole thing in in the bible that talks about you know if you're gonna if you're just can't 
you're just lusting after this person and you just feel like you should get married. But, you know, I would highly recommend... Let's look at why you're doing that. Yeah, there's other <laughs> things. Know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you could have known on. that person for a really long time. Um, I had some friends who had known each other for years and years and years as young adult, teenagers and then young adults. And then suddenly they were like, oh, I like mm. you. And mm. they literally got... Suddenly dawned on them. Yeah, yeah and they got engaged within two weeks and married you know, yeah. within six weeks totally know. it was really quick yeah. because suddenly they were like oh we really like each other and they've been married now for I don't know 40 years but they had so much time prior yes. of investment yes. that's the day yeah. right. totally it's the, prior, it's the time prior totally yeah, so um, when you got engaged what was the proposal like Ah, ah, yes. Hey, here we go. So, uh, what I am not good at okay. is romance. Okay. Okay. So, I and I'm still not good at that. <laughs> Thirty-four years so, later. Thirty-four so years later. I'm gonna get a lot of slack. I'm gonna get a lot of uh, slack. Slack here. Yes. Yeah. You're gonna bite, bang me. On he this never one, proposed. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. We. Um, I don't forget. No, I have been engaged before, so um, I was kind of like. No, I do not have a comeback on this. Though, oh because, yeah, go on. Because I know when we were talking about getting engaged <laughs> and stuff like that, you were det- you were adamant that you wanted to pick the ring. So. You did know, you not pick the other time? I, I did not pick the ring. Penny, we went joint shopping for the ring. Um. No, I. I he he picked the ring last time. I didn't mind the ring last time, but um. Um. Yeah, so the, my first proposal, my first engagement, was very, very romantic. Very romantic, like, you know, champagne in the bushes and all that kind of stuff, you know? Um, and then a, a theater trip and all the rest of it. It was all my very goodness. romantic. So there was sort of the sense of me of not wanting to do that. Mm. And also I knew it wasn't probably going to happen. Mm. So, um, <laughs> and also it's very practical at this point. I was, I was almost like, I want to just... It. So we just discussed it. We're like, should we get should we get married? It's okay. That sounds like a good idea. You're a pretty independent person too. Yes, I mean, you had your own job. You were self-supporting. Right. You were you were very independent. So yeah. And then I was like, okay. So when you were not do the it? type of guy to jump onto the back of a guy and go for a ride. You 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 wanted to stand for yourself. So, yeah, I did. You know, I still do. Um, <laughs> so we just decided, oh, well, let's you know, let's share it with the church on. 14th of February how trite is that but anyway we did and um, then we looked at the ring and was like yeah that's great and they were like oh we can order it so, some would say that's romantic yes so, so it was just very practical yes you so I went say. and got it myself at lunchtime one day well, <laughs> and I, you just we, popped we did, it on we, your finger we, we, we carried we, it on we, we did choose it together but uh, we chose it together yeah. but when I had to go and pick it up I was on yeah. my own during my lunch I was just like it was oh, a practical thing because you and worked you, in town and that's where the ring was yeah. <laughs> and you just started planning a wedding it was like by the time you had the conversation you were like well just plan a wedding is yes. that how it went yeah and so then by the time we we in, um, Glenn went to ask my dad, which I think is a really good thing. Um, and then we decided we were going to get married. We got married occasionally in February. We were going to get married in the summer. He was a teacher, so we had to do this sort of yeah. kids' holiday situation. Yeah. And we were advised, hey, let's just wait. Because you dated so quickly, and now you've got engaged. Why don't you just wait a little longer? So we did wait a little longer, which I wouldn't recommend. Yeah. Okay. We, we were engaged for 14 months. Yeah. So I would not recommend no, that. Not recommend yeah. The gate's yeah. open. Six, you want to walk through the gate. Six yeah. months to nine months maybe max, but yeah. Uh, yeah, 14 months was way too long. Yeah, so my mom and I planned the wedding, and I had it in my parents' garden because they have a pretty big garden. And mm-hmm. English, but, English you know, we garden. say that, but it didn't hurt us in the end. Yeah. And I think so many things, you, at the time, it's so important. Yeah. It's so serious. And it's so it's hard. So, and it's so hard. Yeah. But 
when you look back afterwards, you realize that, you know what, actually in the end of the day, they were right. Yeah. It was probably the wise thing to do. Yeah. Um, so it's always, it's always good to take wise counsel. If you've got good friends or good people around you. Yeah. Counsels, mentors. Yeah. yeah, I was yeah. going to ask, because it seems like along the whole process, especially Penny, but probably both of you had a lot of voices mm. in the process, which I know from my experience, I was like, get the voices out. I need to make my own choices. <laughs> but like, is that something that you would do differently or would you advise others to do that? I think it really depends on what those voices are. Okay. Yeah, sure. You have lots of friends, relatives, yes. whatever, <laughs> and you have to filter. Yeah. You can't take everybody's opinion yeah. into account. Yeah. You have to have one or two really wise people you trust yeah. um, and, you know, listen to what they say. Yeah. You may not agree with them, Yeah. but at least listen. Yeah. You know? That's uh, a good way to But don't get it. lost in the tens yes. of dozens of people's yes. opinions. Totally. no, you'll get pulled here, there, and everywhere. And I, that's something that we always tell people, whether it's us or somebody else, have a couple in your life that you, or even two would be better, that you always go to with stuff because even when you get married you're going to have times when you're like I we can't work this out yeah and this is becoming like a big thorn in our side mm. so we need to go to somebody yeah now eventually you know you can always go to a counselor a therapist or something like that but I think it's sometimes it's just small itty bitty things you just need a mentor yeah somewhere in your life that mm. you just go hey let's just sit around the table and break bread and talk about life who does the dishes yeah yeah that's yeah. Right. yeah no that's good that's a good way to put it definitely mm-hmm. um because there is a fine line you can't yes. have too many voices yeah. but also you can't try and do it on your own with no, no help you've never done it before right you know exactly. yeah exactly. that totally makes sense so um you get married what was the first year of marriage like for some it's heaven for some it's terrible so <laughs> yeah i mean uh i i enjoyed marriage but i think penny had the harder time of the two of us uh, that the first year we, we moved into a little rental house uh, in the suburb of Leeds and uh, you know just getting to know each other in a living situation mm-hmm. was tricky um, and it, we were learning to communicate with each other in a yes. way it was a lot deeper and 24 hours a day all the time mm-hmm. uh, where you don't have that when you're dating and you can't replicate that uh, yeah. when you're dating not to mention with someone who has a very independent personality to now be put in a situation where independent or interdependence is key had to have been an adjustment, I would imagine. Yeah, and I think I was, like I say, maturity is not age-based. Mm. It just is. Um, but I was not mature enough at the time. And so mm. I would like bang around the kitchen and bang doors because you hadn't done something. And he'd go, what's wrong? And I'd go, nothing. Mm. Like he was supposed to no no magically yes magically yeah. no um so that was that was something and i was just also very like what have i done this i mean i think it was like the first night of our back in the house i was like what have i just done this is this is crazy i want out of this but i can't now i'm stuck and felt trapped and all this kind of, so i had a whole load of stuff going on during the year which on and off um trying to navigate this whole marriage thing and um was this really the man for me? Well, it's too late now, and you know, um, so that was that was tricky. Just yeah, because you had the battle. I mean, your whole experience has been moving from one relationship to another, bouncing around. So now suddenly you're you're locked into this relationship. Whereas I was, so, I wanted a relationship. Yeah, I wanted to be committed. I wanted to 
you know, carry on with the relationship and make yeah. it happen. Yeah. So I didn't have the same qualms as Penny did. But yeah, in terms of communicating with each other yes. and stuff, learning to do that, that yeah. was all well, very that interesting. Was, yeah, my, my, my issue was I always try and fix things because mm. I'm a fixer. I, mm -hmm. like, I like to solve problems yes. and, you know, yeah. get things right. And, and so what I had to learn was a lot of times when she was, you know, trying to talk to me and stuff was I just needed to shut up. Just listen. Just listen. Yeah. I, she didn't even need things fixing. She might be talking to me like she had this problem yes. or had this issue. Yes. So my automatic thing was, oh, well, here's the solution. This is what we can do. You yeah. Know? But what she really needed was just to process. Totally. And so, yes, she had an issue. She had a problem, but she just wanted to air it. Yes. Just wanted it. So it helped her think. Yes. Resolve this situation. Yes. She didn't need me to fix it for her. Yeah. Um, so I, I eventually learned that. Yeah. Um, Which I think that's key too when you're in the dating phase to pay attention to like, does this person internally or verbally process? Because. Mm -hmm. When you're in marriage, those things happen. And if you're not kind of tuned into them, that's when you're like, I can fix this problem yes. for you where she's just verbally processing. Yes. And like, you know, it might be that you as an internal processor are thinking she needs fixing if she's verbalizing it, you know? Yeah, so those right. are little key things to look at while you're dating for sure. Yeah. And I think what, what we both do have done in the past is we've given a solution, mm -hmm. whereas you know, I'm now I'm a life coach. I'm like, dude, you should ask questions. Yeah. So that they come up with their own solution. Um, the other thing that I think was really hard when we first got married, and it was the 80s, let's give them that, mm. but um, was we were never really talked about sex. Mm. And so it was just kind of like... Like pre-dating? Yeah. Okay, because you didn't, you obscene. We didn't, we didn't have sex before yeah. marriage, yeah. It was really hard. I really wanted to jump in, but there we go. Um... <laughs> So, but then we was like, oh, it's going to be easy when you get married. You know, we're so just lusty, happened. lusty nasty right yeah. now. And, um, yeah, it was just really tricky. And it was just like, we didn't know quite what to do. And then how do we go about this whole thing and all that kind of stuff. So we weren't really taught that at all. So I would really recommend. Yeah. Even if you, if you're having sex before marriage and that's your choice, um, I don't recommend it, but <laughs> if you want to do it, that's, I still think you should just talk about a lot about sex with somebody who knows what they're doing talking about you know who's you, I just think it's good to know what you're going to do yeah I think it's a misconception often maybe only in the church maybe outside but that you basically wait and then the wedding night just makes it all worth it. it's all perfect there's nothing that goes wrong but then even people that are you know didn't wait till marriage will tell stories of like sex horror stories it's sure. it's not as simple as I waited so now it's perfect no not for everyone at least maybe there are those stories and those yeah. are like the golden eggs but um I think it is so important to like have real honest conversations especially yeah. with each other yeah if absolutely. you can yeah, because uh, it's way more than a physical thing too. It's a, it's an emotional thing. It's you're thinking this, and what's the other person thinking? It's, it's all that comes out of that communication. Again. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We had some that, major issues that with, with that when we first, you know, first year as well, because it's just like we didn't literally. It's all of the practicalities. How do we do it? And okay, you've seen it on the TV and all the rest of it, but that's not you know, it doesn't give you any indications. So I think that's something that needs to be really changed, in, especially in the church. Mm -hmm. Is actual real practical stuff about sex and it's really difficult people don't like it because these people aren't married yet yeah so now we, how do we talk about actual practicalities of sex before yeah. they're married because then they'll just want to go and do it so you know maybe it happens 
beginning of marriage. I don't know. So yeah. yeah. But I, you know, I think we all have to grow up and mature. It's not. It shouldn't be a taboo subject. It's, yes. It's part of relationship. Yes. Um, it's just like holding hands or whatever. You got to yes. talk about it. Yeah. You know? But definitely, I think figuring it out should be anticipated. Yeah. I think that's part. That's the thing that isn't anticipated. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I think because then once you're you are married, it feels almost uncomfortable. Probably, I'm not married, but it would probably feel uncomfortable to even ask questions because you're like, well, we're already married. Yes. People think we should know, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think that anticipating the figuring it out phase gives you room to ask questions, get help, yeah. not have it be yeah. just something that's only an issue. Yeah. So yeah. that's, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good you word. Treat it just like anything else, like developing your budget or you know, just talking about children. It's just another aspect of your marriage. Yeah. And, uh, don't make it more than that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So how long were you guys married before the first baby? Two and a half years. I was nearly 22, so I was 21, and then I was about 24, 25 when I had my first baby. Yeah. Was well, it planned, unexpected? Yeah, it was planned. Totally planned. Okay. Totally yeah. planned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Made we, in America. Born, yeah. born in England. Born in England. <laughs> we, we do tend to tell him that. He's like, I yeah, don't, I don't want to know. Mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. And then you had two kids, right? Two yes. boys, yes. Yeah. And two girls, two married in. So okay. Two girls married in. And we have one granddaughter. Oh, so yeah, sweet. So what was the transition like from, you know, just you to now having kids in the picture? Was it all butterflies and sunshine? Oh, or? It was totally, yeah. <laughs> we went around with unicorns around the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what right, I always yeah. hear every yeah. episode. Yeah. No, again, I did the same thing as I did when I first got married. I had the baby, and I was like, oh, it's so cute and everything. And then after a few days of not getting any sleep, I'm like, this is for the birds. <laughs> I am not getting any sleep. I am terrible when I'm not getting sleep. Mm. This is, you know, this is so cute. And then, wah, in the middle of the night, it was like, oh. So, yeah, I wasn't very good with the baby stage, I have to say. But, um. A kind of funny story. Uh, before we got married, we obviously talked about children and stuff like yeah. that. We both wanted children. Uh, but Penny wanted six children. My goodness. Yeah, she wanted six off the, off the bat. And uh, and I was, I, I kept, I was really I kept good a moment children. at that point. I didn't, I wasn't going to go for the six. Because I was really I good gonna, with children, wasn't I? Was I? Gonna, uh, my wife, you don't tell my wife no too often. You have yeah. to manage. Oh, oh that's so bad. <laughs> because that's you so tell, bad. If you tell her no, she's going to go for it then. Well, that's true. So, <laughs> I, said, I do six, have a bit of a rebellious spirit. You six. stay in that maybe zone that's for right, a long yeah. time. That's a good idea. Then just ignore it. That's right, yeah. So, yeah, eventually we settled on two, but quite funny yeah but yeah no uh yeah no i had one and i was like oh no, i'm in another one right right no this is too much but then he was pretty good bait sleeper after about six weeks so i'm like oh this should be good i'll yeah, have another one and so funny the roller coaster that new parents go on of like i will never do this again mm-hmm. to like oh i just want another one now and then they're growing up and then you're sad that they're getting bigger and it's just yeah the roller yeah, right. coaster the ups and downs is crazy yeah. and just you know, some days you're just like, this day is going like molasses. And then mm-hmm. other days you're just like, this is so cool, loving a mom, you know, all this kind of stuff. That's so, right. yeah. um, there's lots yes. of ups and downs. Of course, I'm a mum, not a mom. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so good. They call me mum. I want my kids to call me mum too. Yes, oh, really? we'll see if we can get them to do it. Yeah, really <laughs> good. It's so funny. So, do you guys have, we'll just go into because you do like counseling, marriage counseling, life consulting some I want to reap all the advice that I can get (laughs) um any advice for newlyweds um I think my my big take is that 
things are never as big a deal as you think they are at the totally. time. So it's and it's easy to say, um, but don't make issues bigger than they actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so many times we get upset about this or that, and um, they're just not that important. Totally. Um, you know. Yeah. So, uh, try and hold everything lightly, basically, is that is that, and and get help too. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. talk talk to your counsel, talk to those wise people that are in your life. Um, yeah. And, uh, and and be open to that. Yeah, so yeah, that would I think definitely be yeah, I th- advice. two things. I think particularly women do. I think we tend to nag, or we tend to be pa- not passive aggressive. It's not that quite the right word, but we just sort of start, you know, because women tend to know intuitively with each other, mm-hmm. whereas men don't. No. They have just think about this. There's a big chest of drawers in front of you. Lots of drawers. Okay, each drawer has a label called work or sex or cooking or whatever. Women have five drawers open at one time and they can manage that. It's just the way the brain is wired. A man has one drawer open at a time. So he's got the sex drawer open. He can't think about cooking or how bad the house is. He's just got the sex drawer open or the work drawer open or whatever. And that's really helped me think, okay, this is, you have to be very direct with, with men, very sort of like, I really need this right now, right. blah, blah, right. blah. I really need you to put the trash out by 5 o'clock today. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost that direct. Um, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a good one. I mean, just like I was saying earlier about not solving your problems for you. Yeah. For a guy, it's like, so Penny would ask me, oh, can you take the trash out? Mm-hmm. So yeah, sure, I'll, I'll take the trash out. But what she meant was, can you take the trash out now? Yes. Or can you, you know, and then... So it was always those kind of little things like that that would kind of trip us up. Yeah. So, yeah, with a guy, you've got to be very specific. You yes. Know? Yeah, can you yeah. take the trash out? Yeah, I can do that. Well, can you take it out now? Or, you know, well, well you know, actually, yeah, I, I'm right in the middle of doing something right now. I, can, can I take it out in about 20 minutes? Is that yeah. okay? So have that inner take. Whereas what will normally happen in a new relationship, they'll just stop at that first question. Yeah. And then, and then the irritation will mm-hmm. ca- start to build up. And that'll happen with several different things. Yep. And eventually the irritations build up to a point where you uh, bust yes. up because yes. it's all built up. And so learning to diffuse all those little things and being specific in yeah, and I think, is important. Um, so that, uh, I think women also sweat the small stuff. So like oh, your, your laundry, you know, he, he drops his clothes on one side. I just was talking to someone I know recently about this kind of thing. There's little things, there's little foxes that come in. Um, but you have to also think, well, he does this for me. So mm-hmm. he puts up with this, that I, niggly things that I do. <laughs> yeah. So I'm yeah. going to put up with his niggly things yes. and stop, you know, being yes. irritating, basically. Yes. Women can be sometimes a little irritating with the little things yeah. about life. And then I think the other, the, the final thing is that um, we need to, both parties need to figure out that when, say, um, it happened to us the other day, Glenn was like, oh, this sink is really dirty. Mm. I then went, he thinks I don't clean the sink enough. Mm. And so it is this thing that triggers inside you that jump to conclusions or you take it personally. Whereas if I said, um, or he said, I'm, it's just, it's just listening to those triggers that actually it's not them. Maybe they didn't say it quite right, but inside it's, it's it's thing inside you that's saying, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm a bad, you know, bad cleaner or I didn't do this or didn't do that. No, actually, you need to go back to them and say, hey, you talked about the sink. We're both cleaning the sink, right? We mm-hmm. both do it. Yes, absolutely. I was just saying that we should do it. Okay, yeah. great to know. Yeah. This wasn't a, 
dig on me. Yeah. So yeah. I think another another key I I think too I'm a big one on this is but service is kind of my love language though mm. so it's kind of easier for me I guess but I think find areas where you can serve the other person mm-hmm. find areas where you can um, you know do something special for them that they like so Penny likes tea in the morning mm-hmm. you know I make it a point that I get the tea ready usually every night and I take it upstairs and I get the teapot ready and I get everything ready to go for the next day because I know yeah. she likes a cup of tea oh. that's my way of serving her yeah so always if you're always looking out for little things like that to help the other person or serve the other person you know I think that develops love and you know and i think it becomes reciprocal too because i know penny does the same thing for me she does little things for me that that she doesn't necessarily like doing but she knows that i appreciate it or i like it and 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 so you got this this positive reinforcement starts going Mm -hmm. on where you're you're constantly helping each other and serving Mm -hmm. each other and i think that's a beautiful way to grow your relationship yeah no all of that's huge i yeah all of that is so big for even dating too Mm. to learn those things and like build the habits around that by the time you get to marriage it's habitual to do those things yeah Yeah. Yeah. um it's such a gift if you are able to flush all those things out in dating yeah Yeah. so that's really huge you know but again be careful of course you're never gonna flush everything yes you're always gonna run into things even when you get married no matter how diligent you've been in your dating relationship Mm -hmm. you're gonna run into situations and stuff that you just haven't anticipated or you haven't run into yeah or Um, you and also we've been married for 34 years so we had had two kids two married in so four kids um and you think well 34 years you you know got it down you know right no i mean even at the beginning of this year we had some really hard times and just trying to figure certain things out or somebody says something and has balled into this big thing Mm. or um, you're transitioning through different times your kids are different ages or having kids or not having kids anymore in the house and all that kind of stuff so yeah like what like what you said Glenn Mm. is you just um, just always be you know ready to to, to love one another all the time. That's something that we often hear is, oh, you know, I'm not ready to get married or I'm mm. not ready to have children or I'm not ready to have it's pets. epidemic in the world right That's now. That's right, you know, yeah. and, and at some point, you're never ready. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be 100% ready yeah. for anything. Yeah. At some point, you have to make a leap. Yeah. So, you know, do you just, do you not think about it at all? No, of course not. You do the best you can. Yeah. You do as much advanced stuff as you can. Yeah. But now, if your desire is to have a relationship together, then go for it. Yeah. Don't don't wait for everything to be perfect because no. it'll never be perfect. No. Yeah, I think that's really empowering too. Like I've been listening to a lot of guys in the young adult circle just saying that, like I'm not ready. And I think, especially in the Christian world, there but outside too, there's mm-hmm. so much pressure on a guy to be to have everything ready, mm-hmm. to be ready to you know be sole income like mm-hmm. th- today's day and age that's just not that's real life difficult. <laughs> no, you're yeah. both gonna no. end up working yeah. um but there is just so much pressure to like this is my life goal that a woman can fit into rather than building it together yes so yes. i think it's really empowering to hear even from a, a man that has been married that there isn't like an exact moment where the clouds apart and your bank account fills yes. and everything is perfect no, that's you right find a person that is worth investing in in That's your right. mind and you just keep investing yeah. for the rest of and your when, marriage. And when you get married, you become a team. Mm-hmm. And so you start building towards all those dreams and goals totally. together. Totally. You yeah. Know, you have, yeah, you haven't got it all together yet, but yeah. you're going to become a team and you're going to start working towards those things as a, as a unit. And, and we were... That's, that's, that's the fun of your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we first team. got married, I was earning more than him because um, he was doing finishing off student 
uh, teacher training um, that you do in England. And so I was earning more than him. For a while, I was earning a lot more than him. And then he was earning more than me. And then I was something stay-at-home part, but I always worked part-time because I like to work. So there was this sort of ebb and flow. And then, you know, just a few years ago, I was earning way more than him. Mm-hmm. And then he was, you know, he's earned more different than me. So, yeah, we've had yeah. different yeah. seasons. Yeah. Sometimes he's been stay-at-home dad for a bit. Yeah. yeah. For a bit. You know, you just you can't ever think that especially like you say nowadays day and age there's just there's yes. just changes and yeah. don't feel a, if but, men are waiting around I need to go and see them because they need I need to talk I think but even in our day it was it was different in our day and in our environment because we were in a, a church situation and so so many people in our uh, you know peer group mm. were waiting for the perfect spiritual person oh yeah you know all, you know, to he's fix not, all their he's spiritual not, problems exactly he's not spiritual yeah. enough for me to marry him or, or she doesn't have it all together in the spiritual world so there was always the group of people too I think it's the same nowadays it's just a different aspects totally. people waiting for it to be ready Don't monetarily be. they're yeah. waiting to be ready just go for it for goodness sake you know emotionally they're waiting, waiting to be ready um yeah you know you've got, was a you've student got a, he had hardly any money just went for it you know right anyway, right anyway you know so anyway. yeah that. yeah i mean there's grace but that's definitely right. shoot your shot if you want just to that's come right. and talk to me if you yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um okay so last question um, I always wrap the podcast with this. What is one thing that you love about the person sitting next to you? Do you mean you, Carly? Yeah, you can you can do me next. <laughs> you can start with each other. We love you, Carly. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the same thing that attracted me to Pam. Oh, gosh, you're going to make me cry. No. I hope so. Well, maybe. Yeah. I hope there's tears flooding. Yeah, no, there probably will be. She's just a person who's full of joy. Mm. She loves people. She's kind. Kindness is a big thing for me, and mm-hmm. Penny is just full of that. She's kind and loving and cares for people, mm. and I'm going to cry because Aww. I am. Um, We're all going to cry. <laughs> she's, that's just what she is. She's an amazing person inside, and she's brought up two amazing boys, and we're so blessed. So I just, I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's, that's, that's who she is. She, she is who she is. She's not fake. She's, she's everything. She's just, she's a beautiful person inside and out. Crazy. She's crazy, but I yeah, like that. Yeah, quite crazy. Yeah, yeah. I like it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it's not directed at you. That's right. <laughs> All right, I'm crying now. <laughs> um, what do I love about the person sitting next to me? Um, Glenn is um, just one of the kindest people you know. Um, he has a real sense of justice, but he um, he's always looking out for people, like neighbors who, people in the neighborhood are like, oh, I don't like them. And he's like, I'm just gonna love on them. So he loves people well. Mm. And he, he doesn't want to, um, he just, yeah, he just loves people well in so many different aspects of me. Sometimes I get very like, well, I'm just gonna tell them, you know? He's like, no, just just let it go, let it go. Um, such great advice, um, great wisdom. He's very wise, and mm. um, uh, he's been an amazing dad. Amazing dad. And he just, the other thing is, he, he's always accepted me how I am, and um, but um, provoked me to be better. If that sounds, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um there's been times in my life and I haven't, you know, just, you know, I just, I think about so many different things about how 
you, Glenn, have been just um, very accepting of me. And you should tell her the prophecy you had just before we got oh, married. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there was a prophetic word when I, we got married, just before we got married, that I was a ship that was broken and my sails were torn and my, my thing was, you know, everything was down. It was sort of old, think old ship here, um, old sailing ship. And um, that I was coming into my safe harbour of Glen and be... Uh, my cells were going to be um, sewn up and um, you know everything was going to be put back together so I could get to sail um, and mm. go off with the wind type of thing. I presume the harbour was coming with me. But, <laughs> 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 but I felt that. I, I think I was more broken than I thought I was and knew I was. And yeah, it, he did. It was my safe harbour and has, has just been so a place where um, when I look at my best friends, he's number one. He's my number one best mm. friend. Um, because no matter what I'm going through, he just always loves me, no matter mm. what. And whatever hardships we've gone through in marriage, we both have said... I mean, there's been times, let's face it, where we've gone like, is this it? Do we get divorced? This is, this is really bad, you know? And both of us have said, no, heck no, we're going to duke this out and make this work. Mm. and um we have and it's beautiful so um mm. that's a really long answer but anyway yeah. and i think yeah, ultimately that we both championed each other i've always encouraged penny to yes go for her dreams whether it's you know pursue acting or get a certain type of job or whatever go for it you know because mm. i want you to be fulfilled yeah because you're a part of me and likewise she's always done the same for me too mm. you encourage yeah. me and yeah he's yeah. a great dad he's so. he's not a great romantic i'm not <laughs> but he wins in all the other areas yes, that's no, right. just yeah and i guess that's another a good point to leave with people too is that you know the person you're married is not perfect mm -hmm. they're not going to be great at everything mm -hmm. but Love them for the things they are good at. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll get a little bit of those other things you need to. Yeah, as you would want for yourself, yes, you know. Yeah. There's right. no way you're perfect. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you're both going to find each other's flaws. So. Oh, you're so perfect. <laughs> Except Penny. Except yeah, Penny. Right. Yes. Oh, well, this is great. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom. Honestly, we really unpacked, I think, a lot of good stuff today. So, yeah, thank you guys for being on the podcast. Thank you for having us on. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm a